It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Atlanta Braves hit six home runs in their win over the Marlins on Wednesday. That win gave them the most wins in the National League. On this Thursday edition of Locked On Braves, we'll talk about Wednesday's game, but also take you around the league, talk about the best teams, the best players through the first month of the season. All of that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. You can also check out my written work on the Braves over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. We'll be doing a mailbag episode on Friday, so if you do have any questions, make sure that you submit those for Friday's mailbag podcast. If you're watching on YouTube and you're new, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. If you are there as well watching this video, hit that thumbs up button as it does help support the show a ton whenever you do that. And thanks so much for all your support out there making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. I'm hearing from people daily telling me that they are an everydayer and it makes me feel great to hear that. So please continue to let me know if you listen each and every day. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. On today's episode, we'll talk about Wednesday's win, a bunch of home runs, a lot of hard-hit balls. We talked about exit velocity in yesterday's episode, and the Braves gave you a good example of that on Wednesday. But some scary moments in that game as well. Kyle Wright had to leave. Michael Harris had to leave. Can't just have a regular, easy, stress-free win. It had to come with a couple of tough moments in there as well. We'll discuss that. And then I'm going to take you around the league. We haven't discussed what's going on around the league in baseball so far this season. So I want to touch on that now that we're a month in and see where the Braves stack up to the competition. Then we'll set you up for Thursday afternoon's game, which will have a su- surprise starter now with Dylan Dodd getting the nod on Thursday. So we'll cover all that in today's episode. Let's start with Wednesday's win, a 14-6 win over the Miami Marlins. The Braves clinch another series win, another series win over a divisional opponent, which I think is very huge. Now, we're going to talk about Marcel Ozuna. 
three for five, three runs, two home runs, five runs batted in, and a grand slam, which got the scoring started for the Braves on Wednesday. Loves hitting against his old team, apparently. I joked on the postcast. He's counting up how many more opportunities he has to play the Marlins and perhaps even Sandy Alcantara, who he just owns for whatever reason. But he hits good against the Marlins. And uh, that continued on Wednesday with those two home runs and some absolute blast that he had. I've, I've said this all along. I've been consistent in saying this. You give him... 500 at bats I still think he hits you 25 to 30 home runs that's never been an issue for Marcelo Zuna and I've also said there are times where he can get hot and he can hit a bunch of home runs in a week or so and and help carry an offense that's again never been my issue with Marcelo Zuna it's the three four sometimes even five week stretches in between those hot streaks where he gives you absolutely nothing he can't play defense he can't. He doesn't have any speed. He doesn't hit for average. He's been taking his walks a little bit more this year, which is a good thing. So it's not that I don't think Marcelo Zuna can't still do things like this and have games like this. It's what he gives you in between. But I don't want to focus on that. I've said that a lot already this offseason. He was good. And again, I talked about this on the postcast with me and Grant McCauley, which again, you can catch over on Lockdown Sports Atlanta on YouTube or in the Lockdown Braves podcast feed. But I said there, credit to Marcelo Zuna. Hasn't gotten a lot of playing time lately. He gets thrust into the lineup against Sandy Alcantara because he has good numbers against him, and he comes through with a couple of hits. Perhaps that earned him another start on Wednesday, and he comes through. Grand slam, couple of home runs. Credit to him for being ready when his name was called. Hasn't got a lot of playing time lately, but he gets his opportunity. And as I've also been saying, he has to make the most of those opportunities. It is no longer a situation now where you're just running Ozuna out there because he's getting paid the most money. You've seen over the past week that Snicker has gone to other options ahead of him who have been performing better. Ozuna has to earn this playing time. He's no longer just going to get it because he's getting paid so much money. And right now, through the last two games at least, he has done that. I think as long as he continues to hit like that, he'll get more opportunities until that slump eventually comes again. And then I think you'll see his playing time taper off. But it was big for the Braves on Wednesday. Got them out to a big lead early. And then it just continued on after that. I mentioned coming into that game, Braxton Garrett for the Marlins had only allowed one home run on the year. Uh, well, that number went up exponentially in this game as the Braves absolutely crushed him and Marlins pitching altogether. Every starter for the Braves had at least one hit and scored at least one run in this game. They had six home runs on the night, eight extra base hits. And the bottom of the order was really getting it done. Acuna, Olsen, Riley, they all just had to combine three hits in this game. The other 15 of the Braves' 18 hits that they had came from the four through nine spots in the order. Ozzie had four hits. He continues to swing the bat well. Kevin Pillar had three hits. We talked about Ozuna already, who had three hits. So great to see the rest of the guys stepping up while some of the guys at the top, namely Olsen and Riley, have been struggling a bit lately. And that's, again, speaks to the depth of this team where you can have some of those guys slack off for a little while and you have other people in the lineup who can pick them up. We've talked about that a lot over the last week or so with Riley slumps continuing, although he did have a home run in this game as well. That was encouraging. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, Wednesday's podcast on our stat of the day Wednesday, I talked about 
average exit velocity and exit velocity, hard hit percentage in general, where the Braves have been one of the best teams in all of baseball over the last couple of years now. And if you listen to that podcast and you watch Thursday's game, you got a real good taste of what it means to have high exit velocity numbers and how that can lead to success. The Braves had 22 hard hit balls in the game on Wednesday. Those are balls hit 95 miles per hour or harder. And a lot of those were hit 100 miles per hour or harder. Almost all of them. A lot of balls were just absolutely crushed. Acuna, as you might imagine, had the two hardest hit balls on the night. The hardest hit ball of the night was 116.7 miles per hour by Acuna, but he hit into a double play. And we talked about that as well on yesterday's podcast. It's not just the exit velocity, it's the launch angle as well. And he had a four degree launch angle on that ball that was hit almost 117 miles per hour that unfortunately went for a double play. Now he got the launch angle correct on his other one, 114.2 miles per hour, ended up being a 461-foot home run off the batter's eye in center field, a ball that was absolutely destroyed. It's so fun to see Ron Acuna Jr. doing those types of things. Marcelo Zuna's home run, second-inning home run was 111 Point six miles per hour off the bat. Riley's home run, 109.3 miles per hour. Murphy had a single hit at 108.7. Albies had a double at 108.6. Grissom had a tough line out at 107.7 miles per hour. So did Murphy. He had a line out that was hit 106.4. You can go up and down. It's really incredible. I encourage you to go to Baseball Savant. Look at, at Wednesday's games and look at the exit velocities that the Braves had in this one. I've honestly never seen anything like it with all these baseballs hit 100 miles per hour or harder. And that's what this Braves lineup can do. It's so dangerous. And again, it's coming from everybody. Acuna, Ozuna, Riley, Murphy, Albies, Grissom, Hilliard, Pilar, Michael Harris, all had exit velocities in this game of 100 miles per hour or harder. That's the entire lineup. And again, I've said it all season, said it throughout the offseason. Lineup is so deep and everybody up and down it has the capability of hitting a ball extremely hard and doing so fairly consistently and you got a good example of that on Wednesday now unfortunately there was some bad in this game that we have to talk about Kyle Wright left in the third inning said he felt something in the second inning tried to go back out there and pitch and Kranitz came out there and in Kyle Wright's words saved him from himself because he just continued to try to to pitch through it, you know that's frustrating for him. You know, he's had the shoulder issue coming into the season, started the year on the IL, working his way back. I thought he was starting to look like himself in that rain-shortened outing a week ago. But unfortunately, those shoulder issues have crept back up, and I'm very fearful this is going to be a long-term thing for Kyle Wright to the point where maybe we don't see him again this year. Or at the very least, I think it's going to be a couple of months. You just cannot mess around with shoulder issues, and that's something they're going to have to get figured out. So I'm very fearful, not just from the Braves' standpoint, but more so I just feel for Kyle Wright. But I think this is something that it's going to take a while, and I think they're going to have to sit him down for a while to figure out why this is happening and how they can prevent it from happening going further. So somebody's going to have to step up in this rotation. You're counting on Kyle Wright to kind of be that middle-of-the-rotation guy. Luckily, Charlie Morton's starting to pitch more like that top-of-the-rotation Obviously, Freed and Strider, what they're doing. Bryce Elder, who we talked about yesterday. And I wrote an article about Bryce Elder at Bravestoday.com. You want to go check that out, too. I did a deep dive into what he's doing and whether or not it's sustainable. Hopefully, especially now with Kyle Wright out for a while, let's hope it's the case. But 
Now you're going to need one of those other starters to step up. Dodd's going to get the first opportunity, but Schuster, Soroka, they're waiting in the wings as well. But it's looking like the Braves are going to need somebody else to step up in the rotation. And then Michael Harris. This absolutely scared me. I you know, was watching, watching it there with my wife, who's a physical therapist, and she saw it happen and said he's out for a while. Fortunately, that was not the case. They're just saying it was a jammed knee. Boy, is it good to be young and have – have have the body be able to bounce back like that let's hope that's just what it is a jam need there's nothing else bad there because it looked bad when it happened and hopefully he doesn't miss any time they did say after the game Kyle Wright's going to go to the IL Michael Harris will avoid the IL for now but I'm sure he'll sit for at least a couple of days to let that heal and again just make sure there wasn't any more damage done to that knee all right, now getting back to a little bit of the good. The Braves have won five of their first six against the Marlins this year. I said this in the beginning. That's huge when you're talking about against divisional opponents. Marlins are playing well this year, and I don't know that it'll come down to a tiebreaker between the Braves and the Marlins, but you're off to a good start to winning that tiebreaker. The Braves have now won 29 of their last 44 games against the Marlins as well. Got to take advantage of these games, not just division games, but games that you should win. I know the Marlins are playing much better so far this year. But still, these are games the Braves should win and need to win, and so far they have done that. All right, now I want to take you around the league and talk about some of the talk about some of the other divisional opponents, what's going on in some of the other divisions, and who are the best players around baseball. We'll discuss that here next. The Braves do play the Marlins this afternoon at 4.10 p.m. Eastern. Dylan Dodd gets the start. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I'm about to be a parent of three with multiple jobs. Circumstances change and your needs for mental health change as well. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. As mentioned, the Braves and Marlins conclude their three-game series this afternoon at 4.10 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to the hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app by searching Braves. On Friday, we will have a mailbag podcast, so look out for the tweet that I will send from Lockdown underscore Braves on Thursday afternoon asking for you to submit your questions. Submit your questions to that tweet, and I will be sure to answer them on Friday, Friday's episode. Then next week, we'll start it out all over again. We'll have our Miners Monday episode. Really excited to talk about that. The Braves Minor League has been really fun. There's some good talent going uh, down there right now. We'll talk about that on Monday. Right now, I want to take you around the league, and we're going to start doing this on Thursday. We're going to make this our 
uh, Thursday segment going forward, taking you around the league. I don't have a, a cute catchphrase yet for the Thursday around the league episode. You got one, let me know. But I want to start doing this because we do focus a lot on the Braves here. It is a Locked On Braves podcast, but good to take a, a, a second and step back and see what everybody else is doing. You look around just in the NL East, which does pertain to the Braves. The Braves are 21 and 10. They currently have a five game lead over the Mets and the Marlins, who are both 16 and 15. Phillies are 15 and 17, six and a half games back. And the Nationals have been playing pretty good ball lately as well. Uh, they are 12 and 18 on the season. A lot of people talked about the AL East and the NL East possibly being the two best divisions in baseball. So far, it's been the AL East quite convincingly. The Rays are the best team in baseball right now at 25 and 6 with a plus 113 run differential. Those are the best records and the best run differentials in all of baseball right now. The Braves actually have the third best run differential at plus 56. The Rangers are actually second at plus 69. But going back through the rest of the AL East, the Orioles, who are coming into town this weekend, they are 20 and 10 on the year, um, four and a half games back of the Rays, despite being 20 and 10. They have a plus 23 run differential. That'll be a, a good series this weekend in Atlanta. The Blue Jays, 18 and 13, seven games back. You're 18 and 13, and you're seven games back in your division. The Red Sox, 18 and 14. The Yankees, 17 and 15. Every team in the AL East has a winning record and a plus run differential. It is by far the best division in all of baseball right now. What is not the best division in baseball is the AL Central, where the Twins currently lead the division with a 17 and 14 record. They're the only team in that division with a plus run differential. Then it goes Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, and Kansas City. Now in the AL West, surprisingly, some really good performances out there. The Rangers, as I mentioned, have the second best run differential in baseball. They're 18 and 12. The Angels suddenly in second place in that division at 17 and 14. They have a plus run differential as well at plus 24. The Astros, 16 and 15. Seattle, 14 and 16, but they have a plus seven run differential. So four really good teams there. And then there's the Oakland A's, or like I like to call them, Braves AAA West. They're six and 25 on the year, a minus 123 run differential. It's really sad what's going on there in Oakland. They could be moving here soon. That team is just awful. Fans have boycotted going to games out there. It's just really an ugly situation in Oakland. You hate to see it, especially I do like some of those Braves players that got traded over there. Uh, Shay Langoliers, who I know is getting a lot of, of playing time, um, but they just it's it's a bad, bad situation. Moving back to the National League, the Pirates, the surprise team of the year so far. They're 20 and 11 with a plus 38 run differential. Brewers have been playing really good baseball as well. They're 18 and 12. Cubs, 15 and 15. Uh, they've lost a couple of games here lately to the Nationals. Reds, 13 and 18. And the Cardinals, the most disappointing team to start the season. They are 10 and 21. They had a one run lead going into the ninth inning on Wednesday night against the Angels before the Angels hit a couple of home runs, one by Mike Trout, a go-ahead home run to drop that game. The Cardinals are in a bad, bad spot to start the season. Really unlike them, really weird season for the Cardinals over there. The Braves took advantage of them early in this season as well. And then finally in the National League West, the Dodgers are 19-13 and 13 atop that division with a plus-42 run differential. The Diamondbacks have been playing pretty good baseball. They're 17-14. and 14. Padres are 17 and 15. They just kind of been 
uh, middling around right there, around the 500 mark. They have a minus three run differential. They haven't taken off like many people thought they would just yet, but they are seven and three in their last 10 games. Getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back certainly has helped. And then the Giants, 13 and 17, and the Rockies, 11 and 20. So those are your standings from around the league. Now, looking at the best players in baseball right now, obviously, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Sean Murphy are up there. They're actually two and three in OPS in all of baseball right now. Sean Murphy with a 1072 OPS and Acuna with a 1039 OPS. But the top man in all of baseball is Matt Chapman, 1085. And I have to laugh because we just talked about how bad the A's are. And you look at these former A's players and what they're doing. Matt Chapman leading the league in OPS. Sean Murphy second in the league in OPS. Obviously, Matt Olson had a bit of a cold stretch here lately, but he has been very good as well. Got to hurt if you're an A's fan to see what your former players are doing right now. Uh, Max Muncy having a good year as well, 1039 OPS. Uh, Matt Chapman was the player of the month for the AL. You know, Ron Acuna was the player of the month in the NL. Mentioned Muncy. He leads the league with 12 home runs. Pete Alonso has 11. Patrick Win Wisdom, 11. And Rafael Devers has 10. Ozzie Albee's right behind them with a nine right now. Um, league leaders in RBI, Adolis Garcia of the Rangers with 31. Pete Alonso at 20. Eight. The top Braves RBI man is Ozzie Albies at 26. Stolen base leaders, Ronald Cunha Jr. at 14, although Jiwan Bay of the Pirates is starting to catch him. He's at 13. And Estuary Ruiz, who the A's got back in that trade that involved the Braves, that was the big piece they wanted back from the Brewers. He's been pretty good for them so far, hitting 265 with those 13 stolen bases, uh, but just a 668 OPS, not much power there. But he's giving them the speed that I guess they – really wanted in that deal so far. Uh, Luis Urias, who the Braves are facing right now for the Marlins, he's leading the league with a 432 average. Next best is Matt Chapman at 364. Ronald Acuna Jr. is third at 355. So Luis Urias just, again, another big trade this offseason. Uh, he is getting it done. He also leads the league with a 491 on-base percentage. Chapman and Acuna are second and third, respectively, in that category as well. Mentioned Max Muncy. He has a 641 slugging percentage to lead all of baseball. Sean Murphy is third with a 633 slugging percentage. Somewhat surprisingly, Brandon Marsh for the Phillies off to a really good start this season. He's slashing 326, 413, 611 with a 1024 OPS. So that's something to watch there. On the pitching side of things, Sonny Gray leads all of Major League Baseball with a 0.77 ERA among qualified starters. Garrett Cole at 135, Justin Steele of the Cubs at 149, and then Bryce Elder, fourth in all of baseball with a 1.75 ERA. Garrett Cole is also 5 0 on the season in seven starts. So, been a very good start to the year for Garrett Cole over there with the Yankees. Now, you look at strikeouts right now. Um, Shohei Otani leads all of baseball with 59 strikeouts. Zach Gallen and Spencer Strider are tied for second with 57 strikeouts on the year so far. Kevin Gosman, a former Brave, he is fourth with 54 strikeouts. And then Garrett Cole, I mentioned a minute ago, he has 52 on the year. Whip leaders, Jacob deGrom, 0.76 whip. He had to leave his last start. Haven't heard any much update on him, but certainly hate to hear that for Jacob DeGrom and the Rangers. Clayton Kershaw, uh, 
He is still getting it done at 0.76 ERA as well. And Joe Ryan also has a 0.76 ERA this season. Spencer Strider's tops on the Braves a 0.94 whip. Sorry, whip, not ERA this season. And then Shohei Otani, 125 average against leads all of baseball. Spencer Strider is second with a 154 batting average against Dustin May, who I think is going to have a big year for the Dodgers. He is third on that list. So that are your top performers from around the league and your division standings. Let me know if you like this segment and you want it to continue or you just want me to keep it Braves focused. Uh, let me know going forward, but trying to figure out something to do on Thursdays. So hopefully you do enjoy that and, and enjoy what's going on around the league. But right now the Braves raise probably the two best teams in all of baseball and the power rankings. Pirates been a surprise team. Cardinals, White Sox been somewhat disappointing. Those are probably your highlights, at least team-wise, around the league. But again, let me know you like this segment and you want me to keep it going forward. Next, we'll get into some of that news for the Braves that we talked about earlier and then get you for into Thursday's matchup, which will be a start by Dylan Dodd as the Braves look to go for a sweep. We'll talk about that next. You remember that 30-day free trial you started 90 days ago? Are you like me? You have so many subscriptions, it's hard to keep tra track of them all. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't use. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that, that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you with your finances as well. Rocket Money helps you forget those get forget those for, for, get, get those forgotten prescriptions. I haven't stumbled like that on a read in quite a while. I apologize. Rocket Money is your personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Is where I'm trying to get. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. I am one of those people. I go through there all the time trying to find these unwanted subscriptions. Rocket Money has been a big help in that department, and they can help you out as well. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. All right, hopefully the Braves don't stumble on Thursday afternoon like I just stumbled through that ad read, and they can get a sweep of the Miami Marlins on a Thursday afternoon. It will be Dylan Dodd going to the mound. Braves pushed Max Freed back a day. He will now start on Friday. Plan originally was to go with a bullpen game on Thursday, but because Kyle Wright had to leave early and the Braves had to unload that bullpen, they are going to call up Dylan Dodd to get the start and really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Two starts in Atlanta early in the year. One of them was great. The second one was terrible. He gave up seven runs on 10 hits to the Padres. First two starts in Gwinnett, they were really good. 11 and two-thirds innings, just two earned runs, but he did walk seven batters in those two starts. His last start at AAA, three innings, six hits, one walk, six earned, four Ks. So been a weird up-and-down season for Dylan Don so far, both at the major league level and at the minor league level. We'll see what he can do on Thursday afternoon. A bit of an audition for him. Like I said, I think Kyle Wright's going to miss some significant time. He's already had his second shoulder injury of the season. I think he's going to be on the shelf for quite a while. So this will be a first audition for Dylan Dodd. If he can't get it done, perhaps they look to Jared Schuster or Michael Soroka later as well. I did see somebody mention, and I apologize, not giving credit to who this was on Twitter, but because of the off days the Braves have coming up, they won't need a fifth starter for a while. So you could technically 
go with a four-man rotation here for the next couple of weeks and then set it up after that. But I still think, you know, this will be a good audition for Dylan Don, see what he can do if he can stick in this rotation with Kyle Wright on the shelf. Jose Luzardo for the Marlins will go. Been a really good pitcher since coming over uh, to the Marlins. 3.48 ERA, 1.34 whip this season in 33 and two-thirds innings with 38 strikeouts, another left-handed pitcher. I feel like the Braves have faced so many left-handed starters this season that he's given up three earned or more in three of his last four starts, so has been struggling a little bit. But last his last start against the Braves last October when the Braves were trying to clinch the division, he pitched six scoreless innings. So had two really good starts against the Braves last year, one just so-so start. Uh, so see if the Braves can get to him and try to win or sweep this series rather. Mentioned earlier, Kyle Wright will go on the IL. Michael Harris won't, but likely won't be in the lineup or on Thursday, maybe not for a couple of days as they wait to see how that knee heals up. Another good outing for Rysel Iglesias on Thursday. Could he be ready this weekend? Um, there is the potential that this was also in that tweet, and I apologize, I'm not giving credit to who it was, but they talked about the fact that you could call up Dylan Dodd to start on Thursday with Kyle Wright going on the IL, and then you could send Dylan Dodd down and bring up Glacius and go with the extra reliever for a little bit with the off days coming up. But either way, I think Glacius has to be pretty close. He's had three rehab outings now, all really good outings. I think he could be close to coming back for the Braves again, maybe this weekend back in Atlanta. Don't forget that you can listen to today's Braves-Marlins game on the SXM app by searching for Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 